0: Bum, 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 bum. We like the theme tune, do we? I think so.
1: Hello. This is the Faith in Kids Christmas podcast. The advent windows have started to be opened. The tree is almost up. The decorations are out of the loft and we could not be more excited. Welcome to episode one of the God With Us podcasts. How are you, Jam?
0: I'm excited as well. The advent calendars are out in force. We kind of have one or two going on. How many advent calendars are you running in your household?
1: A five. Everyone in the family has to have one. And uh, my chocolates have to be the largest.
0: So, Ed, what are we looking at
1: this week? Jam, today we're looking at the very beginning of Matthew's Gospel, and we are going to see the family tree of Jesus. And it is extraordinary who God put in Jesus's family. Jam, can you give us the fun facts? I've just been handed them by our
0: Christmas elf, uh, Ella the elf, who has joined the team for this Christmas period. Um, And uh, she's off to a flying start with this fun fact. Lord Voldemort is Prince Charles's eighth cousin.
1: Jam, that is impossible. Vo- Voldemort, and I hope I'm not spoiling it for anyone, is a fictional character.
0: He is. Um, so actually, the actor who plays him is called Ralph Fiennes, and uh, he and Prince Charles are both descendants of King James II of Scotland. <laughs> Uh, So if you go back far enough, uh, they are related. However, I also found out when I started digging around that Johnny Depp is related to Queen Elizabeth II.
1: How related?
0: Well, the Pirates of the Caribbean star is actually the 20th cousin of the Queen because they're both descended from Edward III, making Johnny Depp theoretically royal. I think when you start to go back far enough, an awful lot of people turn out to be royal. (laughs) But here's the one that I've just dug out. Let me tell you about Zost and Giza Palladi. They were literally living in a cave near Budapest when they were painstakingly tracked down by a lawyer who said that they had inherited six billion dollars from a grandmother they had never met. So that's quite something, isn't it, to discover that that your grandmother that you'd sort of lost touch with has left you six billion dollars. And, Jam, you think they were living in a cave? Yes, they were quite poor, weren't they? (laughs) That's not a good situation to be in. Edge, can you imagine somebody turning up to your door and saying, is your name Ed Drew? And you go, yes, and you'd be worried about that because you think they might be about to give you a a tax bill or something. But actually, they're about to say, you've inherited $6 billion.
1: It's simple. I wouldn't believe them.
0: No, you wouldn't. Even
1: after the first meeting, I wouldn't believe them. Thank you to Ella the Elf. Thank you, Ella. We're now going to hear this Bible passage that we're looking at today. It's one that isn't normal in the Bible, in that we're going to hear 14 generations of family. We're going to read a family tree. So, for this time and this time only, we're going to see if Jam and I can do it while holding our nose with a single breath.
0: Starting verses 1 and 2 and then verse 3 onwards, we'll, we'll, we'll start to do it holding our nose. It starts like this Here we go. This is the family history of Jesus Christ. He came from the family of David. David came from the family of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers.
1: Go, Ed! Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah. Their mother was Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Amminadab. Amminadab was the father of Nashon, Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz. Boaz's mother was Rahab. Boaz was the father of Obed. Obed's mother was Ruth. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of King David. David
0: was the father of Solomon. Solomon's mother had been Uriah's wife. Solomon had be the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the father of Abijah. Abijah was the father of Asa. Asa was the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was the father of Jeroboam. Jeroboam was the father of Uzziah. Uzziah was the father of Jotham. Jotham was the father of Ahaz. Ahaz was the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh. was the father of Abon, Abel was the father of Josiah. Josiah was the grandfather of Jehoiakim and the brothers. This was the time that people were taken to
1: Babylon. After they were taken to Babylon, Joachim was the father of Shealtiel. Shealtiel was the grandfather of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the father of Abiud. Abiud was the father of Eliakim, Eliakim was the father of Azariah. was the father of Zadok. Zadok was the father of Akim. Akim was the father of Eliud. Eliud was the father of Aliazar. Aliazar was the father of Matthew, Matthew was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Joseph. Joseph was the father, husband of Mary, and Mary is the mother of Jesus. Jesus is called the Christ.
0: So there were 14 generations from Abraham to David, and there were 14 generations from David until the time when the people were taken to Babylon, and there were 14 generations from the time when the people were taken to Babylon until Christ was born.
1: So it turns out you can read 14 generations in one breath. Jam, with such a bonkers family, you must have had fun writing a sketch. What are you going to give us?
0: I've concentrated on the first line, which says Abraham was the father of Isaac. And it was a very, very surprising birth because Abraham and his wife Sarah were very old and they found it hard to believe the promise. So this sketch is about what happened when Isaac was born.
2: Congratulations, Abraham, it's a boy.
0: Oh, that's wonderful news. Mother and
2: baby are doing, um, well.
3: Well. Well what? Well, well, or well, not well?
2: Uh, I mean, well, for a lady of her advanced years.
3: Sarah's old. I get it. Between you and me, we'd almost given up hope of having children at all.
2: Oh, you don't say. What with her being...
3: Ninety. Ninety?
2: <gasps> right.
3: And with me being a hundred. A hundred?
2: Really? Well, you don't look a day over, um, 80
3: Thank you. I do quite a lot of walking and watch what I eat.
2: Ninety and A hundred. The weirdest day ever.
3: I guess we're the oldest parents you've had.
2: Yeah, by 50 years. Sorry about the mix-up earlier.
3: When you sent us to the old people's ward next door. That was funny, you joker. I wouldn't have believed it, but a few years ago, God spoke to me. He took me outside and said, Look at the sky. There are too many stars to count them. And your family will be too big to count them. <laughs> but that won't happen.
2: <laughs> oh.
3: Right. You're serious? You laugh, but... Oh, wait. Did Sarah tell you the name? What? The name of the baby. We're going to call him Isaac. It means he laughs. Oh, he laughs. What an unusual name. Well, because last year, three men came and said, this time next year, you'll have a baby. And Sarah laughed. I'm not surprised, but seeing is believing. Yes, but we believe in God's promises even though we don't see. That's faith. And here we are at the start of a massive family. Who knows where it'll end? Imagine generations from now.
2: Right. And maybe I'll be here when you have another baby.
3: I don't see why not. You look reasonably
0: young to me.
2: Thank you. No, that's not what I meant.
0: There we go. I don't know if that helped. Ed, what have you got for us?
1: We've just heard a family tree. Can I tell you about my family tree? My dad is called Bruce and he made chemicals to help farmers' crops grow. My grandfather was called Teddy and he was in charge of a sewage works in Hertfordshire. My great-grandfather was called Dick and worked on the railways in Surrey. My great-great-grandfather was called Henry and he owned a sweet shop at the end of the road I live on. My great-great-great-grandfather was called William and he owned a sweet factory in Lambeth. That's my family. An odd bunch... But you have not heard anything till I tell you about Jesus's family tree. It includes men and women, kings and criminals and heroes. But more than that, we see how God laid out all of these stories in the Old Testament like a giant jigsaw puzzle. He cut out the pieces, he drew on the pictures, he pieced it together and even when it all looked like a mess, he just carried right on going. He knew exactly what he was doing. Some of the moments in this family tree were completely bonkers. You've just heard about Abraham, who was promised a family bigger than a country when he was too old to even have one child. We heard about Judah, who was one of the brothers who threw his brother Joseph down the well and sold him as a slave. Did you catch Rahab on the way through? She was a hero who hid the spies but I can't even tell you her job because it's not suitable for a children's podcast. Read it for yourself in Joshua 2. Rehoboam and Abijah were terrible, evil kings. They stopped people from loving God. They made it against the law to love God. And then there's Josiah, the boy king in charge of God's people when he was eight years old. He got God's people back, remembering the rescue out of Egypt. He smashed it. All through this, nothing was surprising God. Nothing was worrying God. Every single moment was his wonderful plan. He knew what he was doing. Can you imagine watching your mum or dad bake a gingerbread man for the first time? It's hard to imagine. Stand next to them as they put sugar into a big bowl. Mmm, this is going to be nice. Oh, hang on. Golden syrup. Gooey stickiness. Sure. And then a lump of butter goes in and you think, I'm not eating that. And then a teaspoon of cinnamon. It is impossible to eat a teaspoon of cinnamon. You're going to say, if that goes in, I'm not eating it. And then she breaks an egg. Uh raw, squelchy, gooey egg! You would never put those things together unless you knew exactly what you were doing, and out the oven, Ugh, it's great! You and I would never have put Jesus's family together like God did because we are not in charge for thousands and thousands of years, piecing it together just how we want it. Jesus is the whole history of the human race, perfectly mapped out to the birth of one little baby in Bethlehem. And I just want you to know, God hasn't changed. Jesus is still The King of the human race. And God the Father is still weaving together every detail, every bit of mess, every wonderful piece of laughter to make his beautiful picture. And if you're trusting in Jesus, you're part of it, and he's got you right there where he wants you, and his plan is being worked out in your life. And when you see it all laid out, you'll say, oh, that is great. I'm going to pray. Dear Father, I thank you for your wonderful, chaotic, messy, heroic family. Thank you that Jesus is the beginning and the end and the centre of it all. And thank you we're part of it too because of him. Amen.
0: Amen. Lots to talk about there. Here's Ed with Ed's Got Questions.
1: If you're under five, who else was in Jesus's family? Was there a name you caught on the way through? Five to sevens, what was surprising about the people in Jesus's family? Eights to elevens, what can we learn about God? from this family tree over elevens we see in this story promises that last thousands of years and are kept is there a promise that you really want to remember that feels hard to believe right now
0: brilliant thanks Ed you can hit pause now and talk about those questions or we will put them at the end of the show so you can talk about them then This series is called God With Us and so we're going to go over to Amy and she's going to help us think how this tells us about God With Us.
2: Today we are thinking about Jesus's crazy family tree. So I am joined by someone from my crazy family. Hello daughter. Hello mother. (laughs) I want to ask you some questions about families. Okay. Everybody has mad relatives, embarrassing aunties, fun cousins, kind nans, bad brothers. That's true. Tell me, who is the most embarrassing person in our family at a disco? I would probably have to say mum. Me? Yes. How dare you? Why? Because of your embarrassing dances. (laughs) That's probably a fair point. I think I'm quite cool. Who is the most embarrassing when they take you to school? Dad, because he takes me to the wrong classroom. He took me to year one when I was in year three. Oh dear. Okay, who's the funniest auntie? Funniest auntie would be Auntie Lucy, because she tells great (laughs) jokes. Okay, Um, and what about the boy cousins? Uh, I would say they're fun to play with, but they're a bit rough. Oh, that's right. Mm. But you know, families are precious because God chose who was in yours and God has chose to put in your family people who make mistakes people who are embarrassing people who are annoying people who are kind people who are funny people who are a mix of all of those things all at the same time and sometimes all on the same day today we're looking at the big long list of people in Jesus's family is there anybody whose name you recognized Uh, I found Rahab. Rahab, yes. She had a bit of a dodgy job, you know, Mm. that's a bit of an embarrassing person to have in your family. Anybody else? Uh, I also found King David. Oh, David. So on a good day, King David would kill a giant and save the people. And on a bad Mm. day, he'd kill his friend and pinch his wife. Who chose for these people to be in Jesus's family? God did. Who chose the people to be in your family? God did. Who chooses who should be in anyone's family? God does. That's right. Jesus came to be with us, to have a family like we do. Jesus knows what it is like to have embarrassing relatives. Jesus knows what it is like to have an ordinary life. Jesus had half-brothers and sisters. Jesus was adopted by Joseph. Jesus understands us. He understands our families because he came to be with us. He came to live like we do and he can help us love one another and trust in him. Is that good to know? Yes. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus is God with us.
0: We've got a fab new song now from our good friend Michael J. Tinker which is about how God keeps his promises through the ages going right back to Adam and Eve through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and all those other names to us as well who are included in that promise. Listen now to how many times you hear the word promise. It's called A Long, Long Time Ago.
4: A long, long time ago When Adam and Eve had sinned Lord God made a promise that sin would never win. He would send us up and crush us, would beat sin and death. So we could live in the garden. God always keeps His promises God always does what He says God always keeps His promises So we can trust in Him
0: You can hear the rest of that song on Michael J Tinker's brand new Christmas album The King Has Arrived. Get hold of a copy, go to the show notes or Google Michael J Tinker The King Has Arrived and you'll find it.
1: Remember, all through the mess God is keeping his promises and you are right bang in the middle of it. Have a great day. Catch us again. Bye bye. Cheerio. Happy Advent. Is that a thing? If you're under five, Who else was in Jesus' family? Was there a name you caught on the way through? Five to sevens. What was surprising about the people in Jesus' family? Eight to elevens. What can we learn about God from this family tree? Over elevens. We see in this story promises that last thousands of years and are kept is there a promise that you really want to remember that feels hard to believe right now we normally get there on the second take we do yeah i think i actually find it encouraging that i now know when to do a second take (laughs)